You're listening to the Auburn Express. Good morning and War Eagle, War Report family. It's your boy, Mike G. It's Friday, January 20th, and we are talking QB1. Auburn didn't pick up a quarterback in the portal before the deadline, so is the top spot Robbie Ashford's to lose this spring? Let's drop it on him. What's up, guys? Welcome to the morning drop. My boy B Will is here mm-hmm. with me, dropping it on y'all this morning. B Will, how you feeling, man? I'm doing as well as can be expected with my 1994 World Report mug. I need to update to the mo- to the morning drop mug. <laughs> okay, all right. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna upgrade. I've been hassling Ike for some alternate colors. I'm going to work on them, so I'm going to work okay. on them. All right, all right. Listen, we're talking QB1, right? Auburn was rumored to have gone after a number of quarterbacks in the portal uh, this portal season. Now, the deadline is passed, so you cannot transfer in until May. So it's going to be the Robbie Ashford holding Garner show this spring, battling it out for that top spot. Robbie Ashford is the incumbent. i got to ask you this, B-Will. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Robbie Ashford's prospects of holding on to the QB1 spots? And what do you want to see from him this spring to justify that decision? Well, his prospects to be the number one quarterback going into the season have improved dramatically because there is nobody with experience to challenge him in the spring. That's fact. If there was somebody who had experience that they brought in, then I would have said, all right, it's going to get dicey. We're going to have a true competition here. A McCall who couldn't get in for the academic transfer reasons. His experience and productivity would have made that a very dicey battle. He doesn't have the explosiveness of a Robbie Ashford or the, the arm strength, but he does have the short to intermediate accuracy that Robbie still needs to work on some. So that's what he would have needed to work on. But as of right now, Holden Gariner, though he may be accurate, though he may have a very good and accurate arm, He's going to be seeing ghosts out there for the very short-term future. Of course, not counting the the practice he's going to get in spring and fall camps. He's going to get better. He's going to get some reps as number two, which he didn't get last spring as a true freshman. So he will be more prepared to take some real snaps this fall. But with what Robbie Ashford just went through, by the end of the season, especially the Bama game, I, I know people, we were just like, oh, man, he couldn't throw. I had no idea that Robbie Ashford had a, a hurt shoulder. Right. 95% of the snaps he took (laughs) as a starter last season. But what I saw from him by the end of the season was a decisiveness and an Mm -hmm. understanding of what was supposed to happen on plays and what he needed to do on plays. It looked like everybody else was moving moving a little slower than him by that Bama game. And that is what I look for personally. Does this guy have it? And when I'm asking, does he have it? Does does he understand now? Is he operating in that level where he can now be his best? I saw the beginnings of that from Robbie in the Bama game. I expect that to continue. I expect him to build on the terrible early parts of that season, what he went through to, to steal himself in the fire of not only the SEC, but of being a football player. Again, he hadn't played SEC football. He hadn't played D1 football. Because That's true. They had stowed him on the bench at Oregon and didn't give him a shot to play. And now he gets on, on up on the, the big stage and his shoulder goes bad. Right. I think what he went through has given him the motivation to be his best self. Now, whether or not his best self is better than anybody else they could bring in, 
We will see. I don't think there's going to be a prospect better than Robbie Ashford in the portal in May because guys who come in in May lost their job at their other school. Yeah. Listen, Robbie Ashford is highly motivated this spring. It seems so. It seems. Um, you know, I think there's some growth to do in the maturity area as well. We talk a lot about a lot of the on the field stuff, but um, I think when you talk about on field demeanor, be um, mm-hmm. you know, being a leader in attitude and body language, uh, that is something that you know Hugh Freeze is probably going to work with him on this spring. You know, being able to forget that thing that you did mm-hmm. bad quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about in the moment. It's like, damn. Okay, next play, right? Um, it seemed yeah. like he struggled with that at times. Uh, this spring. Now, listen, um, when you're your own worst critic, that stuff is going to come out sometimes. And I think just right. for a young guy, you know, who is learning the game and wants to do well and is finally getting his shot. Right. right. So right. Cole Kublik joined us on a building report. If you haven't seen that, I highly recommend you go check that out. And he talked about how little be football Robbie Ashford played before he came to Auburn. Right. He was hurt his senior year in high school. He went to Oregon. He wasn't even getting second or third team snaps there. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a story there with Mario Cristobal, but like, you know, um, he was in a place where he needed to get out of Oregon and come to Auburn and have a fresh start, mm-hmm. right? He got that fresh start. And he got, a, he got a fair chance under Brian Harson, right? Because by Missouri, he was a starting quarterback. Right. And he was getting reps in the first three games. Right. So, um, there is a second portal opportunity where Auburn could go after a quarterback, right? Um, Spencer Sanders is not coming. Uh, McCall had something going on with grades. You know, is there anybody realistically left in the portal that Auburn should go after to push Robbie Ashford for the QB1 job? Or should they just roll with the guys they have? I'm always going to say roll with the guys you have because... Right. Now, you're working behind the eight ball if you're not starting with spring ball. Right. It's a brand new offense, man. Brand new offense, brand new skill position players, completely different offensive linemen. If there's going to be some growth there, I know we're all glad that we got some brand new talent up there and we should be. They're going to have to figure it out. The The pressure they, for that staff to get the right five linemen on the field is going to be immense, and there's no guarantee they're going to do it early. So what has to be done is everybody's going to be figuring out new stuff at the at the same time. And if it's not cupcake opponents, I expect us to look a little off because, I mean, come on, everything's brand new. Now, what you do have is midseason has everything come together. And that's why a guy who doesn't get there by spring, mm-hmm. I don't think he has a chance. Not, not for this team in this year, because unless it was somebody who had played for Hugh Freeze prior, had played for Philip Montgomery maybe prior right. or played a lot with some of these. Like if you, you know, if we were bringing in a wide receiver and a quarterback from the same school, they've got rapport together. They they have that chemistry, but there's no chemistry here. And that's the one downside to 2023 Auburn. There's no chemistry. So if every piece is brand new, that means you build your opportunity to start and to play by being here early and getting practice reps. No QB who we could bring in in May is going to beat the team workouts and the individual plan player workouts that Robbie is going to do with these wide receivers, the spring practices and the spring game. You can't beat that. You don't have the playbook for you and those guys. I don't even know if they have the playbook yet because it's two offensive minds coming together to make something brand new. Right. You won't jump Robbie Ashford. If you lost your quarterback battle at your other school. Well, listen, listen, we saw that kind of uh, with TJ Finley and Bo, right? Right. TJ, TJ came in after the uh after the first portal uh period in May. 
Uh, Bo was the incumbent. And we heard all summer, he's really pushing Bo for the job. Listen, man, there was no chance TJ was going to start over Bo. No, no, he won. Zero, right? Um, now, is that the same situation we hear, have here with Robbie Ashford? Um, you know, I think that you're right. I think that um, you, make, you raise a good point about chemistry. This is a brand new squad. Mm-hmm. This is a new look offensive line. This is, uh, you know, the receivers return uh, and they have chemistry some chemistry already with Robbie Ashford. So they kind of know what his game is. Right. Um, you know, if you're a quarterback and you're coming in here, you know, with this brand new squad after spring, you've got to be spectacular during the fall. Outstanding. Do we now, have a Chris Todd out there coming you know, in here? I was you know just what I'm about saying? to say, Chris <laughs> Todd, if you're watching, uh, Chris was a perfect example of that where, you know, he came in, he missed the spring, came in in the summer, and, you know, just did the job, and, you know, much to his surprise, he won it. Right. So, uh, I don't know if there's a guy that's going to do that. I think that Robbie Ashford is Hugh Freeze's typical, prototypical quarterback, right? Uh, he can he can run. Uh, you know, we've seen his arm. He's got, arm strength is not an issue. But accuracy was. Now, how much do we attribute to the injury? I think if he's 100% this spring, the pressure's on, right? If you're Robbie Ashford, this is your shot. You have to make that jump from year one to year two right. quickly. Because right. if this new look offensive line can block at a high level, Holden Garner is going to get a shot. Right. <laughs> that That is kind of the flip side of this is if the offensive line can end up being great, which means they yeah. have to find the right five guys and they all have to get on the same page relatively early, then a guy just back there slinging it with what Hugh Freeze likes to do with wide receivers, man, big wide receivers. I, I think one thing that is working in Robbie's favor, though, is the fact that we do have a lot of big wide receivers. And what they yeah. do is with wide catch radiuses, they erase the need for pinpoint accuracy because they mm-hmm. can go get it. They can be open when they're not open. And that's something that you need if you're not going to be the most accurate, which is, funnily enough, Robbie, it seemed like he was more accurate far downfield than he was medium, like like 10 to 15 yards. But we're going to need that. Similar to, you know what? Nick Marshall. Incredible athlete. Big arm, but he seemed to to really be able to pinpoint sometimes more so than he was uh, going downfield more so than he was short and intermediate. So um, his athleticism, Robbie's, is going to be able to erase good defense. You know, you could have a play defended great, but yeah, I can still get 15 yards on you. The full package of what Robbie does, and people like to do this a lot, where they discuss a quarterback's accuracy as the only thing that makes a quarterback. Listen, man, yards from scrimmage, productivity, red zone efficiency, all those are things that get better when you have a quarterback with legs that knows how to use them in the right, right spots. There's no reason that he couldn't be just as good or better in this offense than a great passer, whether it's Holden Garrett or somebody else, because he has the wheels to do it. Yeah, he does have the wheels. You're talking about an elite athlete. Mm-hmm. It reminds me a little bit of Nick Marshall, who was also an elite athlete playing quarterback. Now, right. if he could throw the ball at the clip, even that Nick Marshall was throwing it, and then still make the same play with his legs, Auburn is going to have a shot to be really, really, really good this this fall. Yeah. Now, uh, I think the receiver room is underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, Jarquez Hunter is a great pass catcher out of the backfield. We saw Robbie mm-hmm. connect with him downfield a lot. And then when plays break down, having a quarterback who can make something out of nothing is something that is invaluable in today's college football. Right. So... Um, I am looking forward to seeing what he can do 
in that regard as well, too, when he's fully healthy. Now, there are some things he did be last season that I don't want to see. I want to see Robbie Ashford downfield throwing blocks. Yeah, it it was a nice sentiment, you know. Yeah, right, right. You know, for the team to show the coaches he was about it, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, I mean, I like the effort. Right. Just put that effort somewhere else. We don't need you throwing blocks, Robbie. Like, yeah. I mean, and I and I want to say that that was the play where he hurt his shoulder. Um, mm. he may have hurt his shoulder on that play. Uh, so you know, it's just unnecessary. I hope that they take a look at the film and they coach that out of him. Right? Yeah. You don't. You don't have to be the hero on every play. Right. You don't. Right. Um. Now, again, you're talking about somebody who is a is the highest level of competitor and he competes with himself. The competition is going on in here in his head, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Where he wants to be great. He wants to be good. He wants to do things at a high level. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm just looking at Robbie Ashford and I'm thinking he's got a chance to do something phenomenal this, uh, this, um, this fall. Right. And, you know, this is his shot. So um, B, I I want you to give me your opinion on this. Before we head to the comments, how quickly does Hugh Freeze pull the plug if Robbie Ashford maybe is struggling or like, you know, does he stick with him? Mm. And what plays into that? Well, pulling the plug is an interesting question because I almost wonder, do you pull the plug? It, it has to depend on two things. Number one, what did Holding Garen show you in the in the spring and fall? That's number one. If Holding Garen was back there dotting those I's and crossing those T's, and the wide receivers are all in place and doing what they're supposed to do, then you have you, you maybe that leash is a little shorter because if you don't have anybody to go to, then you go, well, I don't know, let's just leave. With the offensive line we had last year, Robbie Ashford didn't look 100% all the time. He gutted it out. But I don't think there was a real question of whether or not you go to Holden Garner because it's like, listen, man, he's going to get eaten alive. He doesn't really know what he's doing yet. So you didn't go to him. You went right. with Robbie, you let him gut it out, and he gave gave us his best effort. So it's going to depend on whether or not Holden Garner or whoever they may bring in after the spring has shown you anything worth getting excited about. And the coaches right. know. Uh, the second thing is, has this offensive line come together? Now, you can know, oh, the quarterback, oh, maybe Robbie's he's, his accuracy short intermediate isn't great yet, and we need him to be great there for this offense to be his best. Okay, good. However, have you found the right five on the offensive line? Because if you're still self-evaluating and self-scouting and go, one of these guys isn't getting it done and it's causing a problem across the line, I can't take that out of the equation when I evaluate what I need Robbie Ashford to do as a quarterback passing. Has he, Does he have the right support around him? Because if you're not going to have the offensive line doing exactly what they need to do, then anybody who comes in there quarterback is going to struggle as well. Right. So um, I think the one thing that you can probably count on no matter what is going to be running back because we seem to be stacked at running back, at per usual, Cadillac doing his thing. Uh, Jarquez is already a premier running back talent. Uh, Batiste is incredibly productive, and I'm excited about Damari Austin as well. You're going to have the support in the backfield. I think that's going to be steady for anybody who's a quarterback. But Robbie Ashford gets pulled to me if he's turning the ball over. Oof. Everything yeah. else, I think you work with it and you work through it because you don't want to get too... Uh, leash happy on any quarterback because he needs these reps in a brand new offense with brand new personnel in order to get where you want to go the only thing that can kill you while you're figuring it out is turnovers if he's turning that ball if we see more of those ghost fumbles then it's like all right man that that has to stop the maturity from last year that that he hopefully picked up 
That's what we need to eliminate. A couple of, of INTs here or there while you're figuring it out, while receivers are getting chemistry with the quarterback, that's forgivable. Fumbles and inadvertent completely made the wrong, uh, terrible throw or wrong read, uh, interceptions, that can happen. That's the only thing that gets Robbie Ash report. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. Now here's the rest of your Morning Drop. I want to thank you guys again for being in here, chat. Chris Sanders' experience is invaluable unless you're that one-in-a-million guy. Took Joe Burrow two years to turn into Joe Shiesty. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about this, right? Like, in year two, can Robbie Ashford make the, the JB jump? Um, the JV jump is, is not something that I think a lot of people can make because I think Joe Burrow has something that a lot of people don't have, which is there's a 250-pound dude barreling at me, but I'm still going to make this throw as accurate as if nobody was coming at me. Right. Listen, you can do that or you can't. Tom Brady can't do that. This was why he was great when his offensive line was great or his wide receivers were keeping the pressure off of him. But he still looked mediocre at times under pressure. I mean, the New York Giants Super Bowls that he lost, that's mm-hmm. it. That that They got pressure on him because they were great defense and he was regular. So... Can he turn into Joe Burrow? Probably not, because Joe Burrow has supreme accuracy and the ability to make throws under pressure. Robbie can move under pressure, and that is almost as good as making a a really pinpoint throw under pressure. So he doesn't have to be Joe Burrow, but the experience he gained last year, I'm telling you, I, I saw Robbie moving a little faster than everybody else by the end of the season. Man, that's why I think it's going to be huge this season. I think the jump won't be quite that elite because... Do we have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson on this team? Well, hey, listen, we got Coy Moore. We, I'm not saying they're we bad. Got but we got Brown. Two number one NFL wide receivers were on the team with this dude. Like I, I, I I'm just saying those guys didn't get the opportunity, B, so we they don't know they not. could be that good. They did not. They, they, they could be that good. But that jump was that talent and uh, OC to put it all together at the same time. That jump was astronomical. Joe Burrow, apparently, he's still that dude because he ended up being that dude in the NFL as well right. behind a, a worse offensive line. So. Yes, the jump is possible. I think the Joe Burrow jump is extreme, but he doesn't have to be all world. Um, He doesn't have to be Joe Burrow, a Super Bowl quarterback, in order for us to look outstanding. He just has to be more accurate than he was and an offense that makes sense for him and allows him to use his his legs. Okay, all right. Listen, James Sawyer says, can't wait to see how Holden looks this spring. I think a lot of people are here. You know, that offensive line, again, if this new-look offensive line can block at a high level, this brings holding Garner into the conversation, right? Because when we're talking about accuracy, I think in the small sample size that we saw, he showed the ability to be accurate with the football. Yeah. Especially on short to intermediate passes, which is where Robbie struggled last season. Mm -hmm. Now, Haley Tubb says, I expect a significantly elevated game from Robbie under freeze. He will be QB1. Now, I agree. She's making a definitive statement here. She says he will be QB1. Uh, I think uh, that he's got the upper hand. I think it's his job to lose. Yeah. yeah. At this point, the only way Robbie Ashford loses his job is if he has a terrible showing this spring while fully healthy. And that's all be going to be about accuracy. Right. Is it not? 
Right. It's, it's got to be about accuracy. And I don't think you're going to have a lot of opportunity for turnover in the spring because you're not going to have those guys being able to make contact with you from the defensive line, the linebacker. So some something that would be a fumble probably wouldn't happen. I mean, hell, they said uh, we thought Bo they would always look good in practice. It's something that we always heard. It's like, yeah, because, you know, they can't hit you. So I'm not I'm not judging off of that. It's in the spring. You're not going to be fumbling the ball. Are you going to go to the right place with the ball, make the right read and hit the guy in stride? Make sure that guys don't have to turn around, stop momentum to go back and get the ball when they're going over the middle. That's the stuff that Robbie has to just kill it at in order to secure his seat. And I think that he can definitely do that. Right. Chris Sanders just watched film with Ike yesterday and saw Caleb Williams make fresh mistake, mistakes. His sophomore campaign turned into a Heisman. Definitely expecting a leap for Robbie. It do, now, this is a question of whether or not Hugh Freeze is the QB whisperer that Lincoln Riley is. If, you're, if we're comparing, comparing him to Caleb Williams, right? Do we think Hugh Freeze is, is a QB whisperer on this level? Because Lincoln has produced, what, like three Heisman winners? At QB? Yes. Yes. Right. Um, Kyler Murray. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. The last Baker one, Mayfield. Williams and Baker Mayfield. Right. And and he had Jalen Hurts in the room. He did. He did. So, now, um, I um, Lincoln Riley has been on my bum list for a couple of years now. Okay. He still is. He just <sighs> lost to Utah twice. Okay. And then lost to Tulane in the bowl game. I don't want to hear nothing about Lincoln Riley. I think he's a fraud. I think if you go and get. <laughs> The quarterback that you coached the previous year, so you've got experience and continuity going. You go and get the best wide receiver in the conference. And well, he still the coached them. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you get the best wide receiver in the country. Okay. They actually pilfered quite a few, like the best skill position player on a few teams, put them all together. But you know what? They couldn't really get the ball to all those players in the, the Pac-12 championship game. Right. They Matter of fact, they were like, where's Jordan Edson? We hadn't seen him. You know why? They put him in a box. Lincoln Riley's offense is as good as the the best players are. And I think he had a distinct talent advantage at Oklahoma when it came to his offense and other defenses. And the same thing in the Pac-12, because all those defenses were terrible. The numbers were inflated. It's trash, it's trash, it's trash. Caleb Williams is the only one he didn't deserve to have a Heisman. So he's got two Heisman winners and an asterisk by Caleb Williams. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, Caleb Williams wouldn't have done that in the SEC. Robbie Asher will not have the benefit of hey, going against Georgia and looking like that. I'm with you on this one. Now, listen, I have blasted the Pac-12 for their, pa- their pass defense. Every quarterback in that conference looked like the next coming of whoever, yeah. right? The kid up at, 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 at um, Washington, Michael Penix, uh, the guy at Oregon State. Bo had his best season. Caleb Williams won the Heisman. I was like, do they play any pass defense in this conference? They do not. <laughs> it's terrible. But, mm. I mean, no, it's it's a numbers game, right? It's a numbers game. If he was doing that at, you know, Western Kentucky, he wouldn't have gotten the look. But it's USC. It's a big name, Lincoln Riley. Yeah. So he got the Heisman, whatever. Hi, the, the productivity that Robbie can give, it will be about getting us over the hump against some very tough defenses. He doesn't have to throw for 400 yards and run for 100 in, in a Georgia win. He just has to beat Georgia and be a big reason why we do it. Like that, yeah. that's the type of success we need to have here. It won't be so much about numbers. It will be, but it will be about getting decent numbers against fantastic teams who are good defensively and winning us those games so we can either win this division or win the conference. Yeah, the high yeah. could be his. Yeah, I agree with you on Georgia. Listen, you beat the back-to-back champs. It doesn't matter how you win. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's a W and mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be viewed at favorably. Right. Uh, Jaquan Grant, Robbie just needs to work on quick decisions making, being accurate in passing and just strive for greatness every single day. I think this is a general statement everybody can agree with. Make quick, quick decisions. Right. Make the right decision and be accurate when you do make that decision and deliver the football. Uh, right. Auburn dad said uh, very good to great QBs in history have had short memories. This is also true. They talk about it. This is one of the age-old adages in any level of football. You make a mistake, you forget it, you move on. Uh, Auburn Dad back again says Sam Hurd would be good competition. Where's he from? Where's Sam Hurd? What school is he coming from? I'm not sure. I've heard this name a lot, right? Like everybody Mm -hmm. talks about Sam Hurd. Chad, jump in. Tell me where Sam Hurd is. We'll we'll come back to this. Chris Sanders, the 2013 at least had the benefit of having had Gus there the past two seasons. Everything is new this time. Yeah, that's yeah. something that's overlooked when people talk about the quick turnaround from 2013. Gus was there just, he was only gone a year. And in that year, he had recruited a lot of those guys that were sophomores and juniors. He's, he had recruited them to play his system. And so mm-hmm. they were there to play his system. They were familiar with the system. And so it wasn't a complete just redo. This is a complete start over not only in the scheme but again with all the players none of these players have played for Hugh Freeze before none of these offensive linemen have played together before um so it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a work in progress up front and I hope the, the fan base is ready for that it's gonna be a work in progress up front that doesn't mean we're gonna go out there looking like we looked in our first two games last season but man it's it, it's not going to be necessarily fluid and pretty early. And if we do run into a bit of a buzzsaw somewhere when we first get into conference play, it's okay because these st- guys still have to get it together. I'm, I'm looking for mid-October. That's who we're really going to be. Right, right. Michael Carlisle says, Robbie is a much better athlete than Malik Willis. And look at what Coach Hugh Freeze did with Malik. Now, uh, again, made him a draft pick and he... Mm-hmm. Couldn't see the roster at Auburn, so it's hard to argue with that, right? Then Bloodworth, we need a solution for third and second or less. We have been awful at that specifically for years. I think that Jarquez Hunter is going to eat on short downs this year. Now, his yard per carry average last year was ridiculous. Yeah. In my opinion, he did not get the ball enough. And B, this is his time, right? Like to show what he can do. Uh, I like Damari Austin backing him up and the kid coming in from South Florida, we've heard, can do some things with the football. So Auburn has a stacked backfield. How do you feel about Jarquez Hunter? Jarquez Hunter is going to be outstanding because he already was outstanding. Yeah, he's, he's already just gonna, He just gets to be the first guy toting the Rockets instead of the second guy. And w- without it, this devolving into a Tank versus Jarquez thing, there are some positives that, J- that Jarquez has that Tank doesn't. He's a much better catcher out of the backfield of the football than Tank was. And his balance, this is not a comparison, but his balance as he moves, he's not just running straight real hard. He's kind of a, he's a fluid runner and it almost looks strange, but he, it, it's harder for defenses to get a beat on him, for players to get a beat on him because he doesn't look like he's going where you think he's going. It look, looks like he could change direction at any minute. Um, the power that it takes for, for him to run the ball that way. He's a phenomenal running back. Right. And, I am very eager to see what he does with this with these first team snaps. I'm eager to see how they run Batie in to supplement Jarquez Hunter because I think I think all three of these backs are going to get heavy work this 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 year. I just don't know how they're going to do it. So um, I want to see I want to see Jarquez Hunter. You want to you hear you freeze. You want to see the passing game pop because that's what hasn't worked at Auburn 
since 2017. The passing game has been inept at Auburn since 2017. I want to see them turn that around, but I honestly really wouldn't mind something. I hope Cadillac has some input on the game plan. Let's say that. I hope he gets to design some offense similar to what we saw the last four games last year, if for no other reason than to keep other teams off schedule and off kilter because we were able to do something that we didn't think we could do at all, which was run the ball behind an offensive line with purpose. Let's not forget that. I yeah. really hope we don't forget that because we look much better in all yardage situations running the ball last year at the end of the year. For sure, for sure. Listen, Auburn dad, Washington, that's where Sam Hurd is coming from. So uh, so he didn't play in front of Penix. And but everybody's hot on him, right? Like, everybody's hot on him. So we'll see. Listen, right. I'm sure that uh, that guy, Ike Jones, is going to do some film breakdown and show us what we're looking for this offseason. He's been doing a great job with those film breakdowns. Chris Sanders, I'm not on the Robbie for Heisman campaign, but I do expect QB1 to up his game. He was a freshman last year. This is something that a lot right. of people forget. Right. Freshman. Right. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. Freshman right. by classification on the field. Uh, so, uh, you know, listen, we saw a lot. We see a lot of freshmen struggle their first year, uh, let alone freshmen who play the whole season hurt. Right. So, listen, I do think that he has Heisman talents. It's just going to be about whether the system allows him to be able to manifest that on the field. Michael Carlisle, again, I think people sleep on how great an athlete Robbie is. The system and the staff working on his fundamentals is going to be interesting. For sure. I agree. For sure. I agree. Yeah. Uh-huh. G.I. Magnus this is our guy. Ike, he's out today, but he's in the chat participating. So he needs to do what he did with Malik. Heisman combo and year two in the system. This is what I was saying in my tweet. And B, everybody jumped on there like, you're just putting too much pressure on him. Some dude I don't even follow was posting it saying, this is damaging to the the the, the fibers that bind us as Auburn fans. And I'm just saying, like, look, listen, when can we raise our expectations at quarterback? As, right. You know what I mean? As supporters. Right. When can we raise the expectation that the quarterback is going to be solid every year? Q Freeze said he's the, he's the guy. He's the quarterback developer. I'm just taking him at his word. Right. Right. Is that yeah. fair? That that that's fair. That's fair. It's also it's also fair to pump expectations because being the quarterback in this conference is so different. It's so different, man. This is too tough a conference. We are com- we are more competitive now than we have ever been because teams who used to be pushovers and no longer pushovers, they might not be great. Arkansas used to be a pushover. They're going to be competitive. Mississippi State used to be a pushover, you know, rest in peace to Mike Leach, but they have been competitive. Ole Miss used to be the absolute worst. Now they're just mediocre and they think they're the best, but they're at least moderately competitive. Our division is better. Our conference is better. Tennessee is on the way back up. Uh, Georgia is is higher than they've ever been in, mm-hmm. in the history of Georgia football. Things are more competitive than ever. He doesn't have to put up the numbers that Malik Willis put up or that Caleb Williams put up to be a phenomenally improved and incredible quarterback for Auburn. I hope that Hugh Freeze can at least keep us in these games. Let offense win us these games against these teams that we had traditionally had no shot of beating. That's how you get to turn the corner and say, you know what, he's doing something different at quarterback because we weren't able to do this and put up more than 10 points against Georgia in the last three years. That's how you start to change this narrative. We're going to get out of here. I want to thank everybody for joining us on this Friday morning drop January the 20th. My God, B. Will here sipping from his mm-hmm. cup of greatness. We're out of here, guys. But every morning, every weekday, we're going straight to the top on the morning drop. Drop! <laughs>
drop. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together.